Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. I will stay here until you change me. Me, you don't want to go. I will stay here until you change me. I need you, don't want to go, yeah. I will stay here until you change me. I need you, don't, we do Tia, we need to, my God. I will stay here until you change me. Maybe that's your testimony to God this morning. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you for the rushing wind. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? Good morning. Come like a rushing wind. Come like never before. Come like rushing wind. You too, Botswana. Thank you, thank you. I will stay here until you change me. I need mm. I will stay here until you change me. Yes, I need you. Don't wanna go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will stay here until you change me. I need you, don't want to go. We love you too, woman of God. I will stay here. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I need you, don't want to go. Yeah, come like a rushing wind. Father, we invite you into this place today. We invite you into this time with you today. We invite you into this devotional Today, we invite you into our lives today. Mm. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I will stay here until you change me. I need you, don't wanna go. I will stay here until you change me. My God, <laughs> don't want to go. My God, I will stay here until you change me. I need you. Don't want to go. That, that might need to be your confession this morning. My God, I'll stay here until you change me. Not putting your focus on anyone else. My God, not putting your focus on anyone else. Inviting God in, staying in position and getting in place so that he can change and do whatever it is he needs to do for you this morning. You might need patience this morning. You might need his love this morning. You might need his peace this morning. You might need his joy this morning. And so I just ask you this morning, ask him, come, come in, Lord. <laughs> come in, Lord. Come in, Lord. Come in, Lord. I'm in need of your grace this morning. I need your grace. 
my God. I will stay here until you change me, my God. Till you change my heart about the situation. Hey, sis. Till you change my perspective like about the situation. Until you move into this situation. I'm going to act like Jacob. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Until you give me fresh perspective. Until you change my heart. Until you clean out the chambers of my heart. Until you renew my mind, Lord God. I'll stay here, my God. I'll stay here. I'll stay here. I'll stay here until I feel your peace. I'll stay here until I encounter your love. I'll stay here. 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 Because I need you, Lord God. I stay right in position, Lord God. I bless your name. I praise you. I magnify you. I'm opening my heart to you today, Lord God. Give me your mercy. I need your mercy, Lord God. Thank you for your mercy, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. When the enemy is coming in like the flood, then the word has to become the standard. So, Lord God, I'm going to stay in position until I'm planted like a tree by the rivers of the water, Lord God, so that my leaves will not wither, Lord God, so that my mouth lines up with your word, Lord God, so that my heart is centered towards you, Lord God. I'm going to stay in position until you become first priority, Lord God, until I seek you with my whole heart, Lord God, until I seek you with my whole heart, Lord God, until you deal with all my carnality, Lord God, until you establish me in your presence, Lord God, until I'm established in Jesus, Lord God, until I'm full of the Holy Spirit, Lord God, until I'm I'm just going to stay encamped at your throne. I'm going to stay at the feet of Jesus because I'm admitting I need you, Lord God. I need you in every circumstance. I need you in my situation. I need you in my finances. So I'm going to stay here, Lord God. I'm not interested in anything else today, Lord God, but you. I'm not interested in what they've told me is successful, Lord God. I'm just interested in you. I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. I cannot do this next leg of the journey without you, Lord God. I'm going to put on a garment. Uh, I'm going to take off the garment of heaviness. I'm going to put on the garment of praise. I'm going to renew my not mind in your word until I believe everything that you have said about me, Lord God, until my eyes are set on you. I'm going to look to the hill which cometh my help, Lord God, because I know my help comes from you. I know my strength comes from you. I know my joy comes from you. I know my peace comes from you. I know my love comes from you. So sanctify me this morning, Lord God. Purify my thoughts, Lord God. Sanctify me this morning, Lord God. Purify my thoughts, Lord God. I Thank you, Lord God, for Jesus. And I thank you for the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for the greater witness. And I thank you for keeping me from danger seen and unseen, Lord God. And I thank you for your holiness. I thank you for your holiness. I thank you for your holiness. I thank you for grace. I thank you for mercy. I thank you for love. My God, you are such a sovereign and a mighty God. You are such a faithful and a just God, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. I'm leaving all my fear here this morning. 
morning until you change my perspective about fear for you did not give me a spirit of fear. I was born with power. My God, I was born with love. My God. And I was born with a sound mind. And I thank you. And I take that into my life today, Lord God. I'll trust you like never before, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll stay here till my trust is built in you, Lord God. You said trust in the Lord with all my heart. Lean not into my own understanding and all my ways acknowledge him, Lord God. Acknowledge you, Lord God. So I'm acknowledging you, Lord God, and you're establishing my plan and you're establishing my path and you're making my crooked places straight and you're straightening out the crooked places of my children and you're straightening out the crooked places in my family, Lord God, because I'm putting my trust and I hope in you, my word in you, the word, the trust in the word, Lord God. I thank you. I'm being baptized with fire, baptized with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, Lord God. And all my spiritual gifts are being awakened right now, Lord God, because of you, Lord God, so that I'm able to walk into the fullness of who you call me to be, Lord God. And I'm laying anxiety at the throne this morning, Lord God. I'm submitting it to you, Lord God. I will not be fearful. I will not be worried. I will not be anxious, Lord God. I will pray to you, Lord God. And with thanksgiving, I'll expect an answer from you, Lord God. I expect answers today, Lord God. I got a spirit of expectancy, Lord God. I'm expecting answers today, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you are daily loading me with benefits, Father God. I thank you. You are giving me my daily bread, Lord God, and that health and healing is my reasonable portion, Lord God, and that I will not trust anything else, but I will trust your word today, Lord God. I, I speak and declare today, Father God, adverse, adverse, reverse the curse, Lord God, for anything that I've bought into, Lord God, that does not line up with your word. Anytime I made a decision to trust man over you, Lord God, I'm just thanking you today for turning around adverse situations, situations that do not line up with your word, situations that do not line up with kingdom, Lord God. I'm invoking your presence. I'm inviting you in. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you today, Lord, I recognize I need more of you. I need more of your grace. I need more of your peace. I need more of your love. I need more of your joy. I need more of your strength. I need more self-control, Lord God. I need to be fortified in you, Lord God. I need you to become my fortress, Lord God, my shield and my buckler, Lord God. And I thank you for amazing strength today, Lord God. Supernatural strength is coming to us today, Lord God, because we are being strengthened in your word and your word becomes our truth and we are learning your word line upon line, and precept upon precept, Lord God. Thank you for keeping us from danger seen and unseen. Thank you for keeping us dangerous from dangers seen and unseen. Thank you that our angels have, are camped around us. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you that even when your sheep are in pasture, Lord God, that you are out there with us, Lord God. We thank you for the green pastures. We thank you for the still waters. We thank you for the table prepared in the presence of our enemies. We thank you for your holiness, Jesus. Give us your holiness. Give us your holiness. Help us to understand your righteousness. Help us to understand your grace this morning, Lord God. Help us to understand your grace, my God, my God, my God. 
God, my God, sanctify us and set us apart. Let your glory be revealed in us today. Let your glory be revealed in our life today, Lord God. I thank you for miracles. I thank you for signs. I thank you for wonders, Lord God. I guess of every spirit of anxiety and fear and worry and doubt, we're submitting them at your throne this morning. We're submitting them at your throne. We're, can can we're canceling the assignment. We will not have a wandering or weary or worried mind this morning, Lord God. No, 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 no. We're going to trust you, Lord God. And we're not going to leave you until you fill our cup, until you give us what I need. we need, Lord God. Lord God, we pray, Father God, for our law enforcement this morning. We stand in the gap for them, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, first of all, that they will not be given over to a reprobate mind, Father. Father God, we thank you that every police officer, Father God, every state trooper, Father God, we Lord, Lord God, every sheriff, Lord God, every marshal, Lord God, every FBI person, every person that's in law enforcement, Lord God, we're lifting them up before you today, Lord God. We're lifting them up before you today, Lord God. We thank you that Christ is invading their positions, Lord God, that they will not be given over to a reprobate mind, Lord God, that they will not continue, Father God, to walk in darkness, that they're coming into your marvelous light, that you're putting laborers in the field, Lord God, and that they will enforce, Father God, as Jesus, Lord God, with Jesus in their hearts, Lord God. We thank you this morning. You're opening the eyes and the heart of their understanding, Lord God, to the hope and call of who you call them to be in Christ Jesus. This spirit of perversion, Lord God, we thank you that is removed from our police departments, Lord God, and our law enforcement, Lord God. We thank you that they will not keep taking advantage, Father God, of the people or taking advantage of the position, Lord God. We thank you that they are submitting themselves to you, Lord Lord God, that they're not being given over to a reprobate mind, Lord God, that they're standing up, Lord God, that they're being sober, that they'll honor the position of authority, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, for the reversal of decisions, Lord God. Father God, when they've made wrong decisions, Lord God, that they're standing in a place of repentance, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for that in my male police department and Little Rock Police Department and North Little Rock and Pulaski County, Lord God, and our Arkansas State Troopers, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for godly police departments. We thank you that the Christians in the department won't just say, Father God, that it's nothing, that it's no big deal, that it's just a way of law enforcement. We thank you. We're standing in the gap and interceding, Lord God, that you are awakening them to their crooked places and you're making their crooked places straight, Lord God. Thank you that they are becoming a accountable and aware of dangers and the things that are causing. That's our probation officers as well. We thank you, Lord God, that they will not be mischievous, Lord God, and they will not do things under Father God that are not undermine your authority or undermine who you are in kingdom, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that same thing for the prison officials. They will not abuse the prisoners, Lord God. We thank you for revival breaking out in the prisoners amongst the guards and officials and the wardens in the state, Lord God, that they will get saved, that salvation will become their truth, Lord God. And Father God, we lift up those battling dementia this morning, Father God. Any type of dementia, not just Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson disease, Lewy body disease, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. We are sitting dementia at your feet. We're lifting up dementia. We're lifting up those minds 
early onset of dementia right now, Father God. We're lifting them up to you right now. We thank you, Lord God, that the tax, the, the plaques and the tangles, Lord God, that you're mending them, Lord God, that you're healing their brain, that they're clear of speech, Lord God, that they have wisdom, that their short-term memory is returning right now, Lord God. Whether it's been due to medicine, Lord God, whether it's been through a stroke, Lord God, whether it's been through a heart attack, Lord God, whatever it is, we come against early onset of dementia right now in Jesus name. We come against any form of dementia right now in Jesus name. And we cast it back to the pits of hell from which it came, Lord God, for healing is our reasonable portion. So we stand in the gap this morning for dementia, Lord God. We know that is not your story. That is not what you created. So we thank you, Father God, you are healer. We thank you for you, our healer. And we thank you, Father God, for revelation in your word, Lord God. And we trust you, Lord God. Father God, we thank you we will not operate in a spirit of complaining, Lord God, but that we will trust in your word, that we will stand in corporate fellowship, Father God, that we will intercede and stand in the gap, Lord God, and call on the name of our loved ones that are suffering from dementia, Lord God. We thank you we will stand in the gap for our police and law enforcement, Lord God. We're not going to keep Keep talking about them. We're going to stand in the gap, Lord God. And we thank you for grace and we thank you for mercy and we thank you for love and we thank you for changed hearts, Lord God. We just thank you, Father God, of what you're doing through us throughout the earth, Lord God. We thank you. Churches are getting in position. Now, Father God, we thank you for our purpose this morning. We thank you, Father God, you're revealing our spiritual gifts to us, Lord God. Give us eyes to see, a heart to discern, and ears to hear, Lord God that we are being awakened, Father God, that you formed us in our mother's womb for a greater capacity than anything we could ever imagine, Lord God. So let us take the word of God by faith this morning. Let us to receive what you're saying by faith this morning, Lord God. And let's bask in your glory. Let us not assume nothing. I thank you that your people are hungry and thirsting after righteousness. I thank you today that they'll become thirsty for you, my God, like never before, Lord God, that they won't be able to get enough of your word, my God, that they won't begin to get, get enough of your word. They will hunger and thirst for your word, Lord God. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Lord God. I lift up our lawyers, Lord God, Kayam Eddings and Father God, other lawyers that we have in the state, Father God. We thank you. We pray for them. We lift them up to you right now in the name of Jesus. Tim Easley, Lord God, we thank you, Father God. Ezel, Lord God, I thank you, Father God, as these names are coming to me, Lord God. Antoine, Father God, I thank you and I lift them up. I lift up our lawyers. Tracy Mosley, I thank you for godly lawyers, Lord God. I thank you for godly lawyers that are being raised up. Ephraim Neely, I thank you for godly lawyers that are being raised up, Lord God. I thank you for it. I thank you for godly lawyers, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for dealing with our corporate and our justice system, Lord God. We thank you we'll see a turnaround and a change. We thank you for those that will do right, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for Latanya Laird Austin. We thank you for godly lawyers, Lord God. We mentioned them before you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that you are doing a greater work in their life, Father God. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you you're increasing their capacity, Lord God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. You are just and 
and fair. We thank you. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God Almighty. We thank you, Lord God. We are interceding and standing steadfast, Father God. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for grace. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you for grace. We thank you for changes, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you that you love on them, Lord God, that you give them strength, Father God, that they represent our legal system, Lord God, the prosecuting officers and and the defense attorneys, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you. 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 My God, I thank you. I thank you. There there is nothing there is nothing that we cannot uh pray about and when the the lord brings a person or a name to your heart you don't know why god may be having you intercede for them and sometimes i've been careful because i'm like i don't want to embarrass a person or i don't want a person to to think that I'm picking on them, but I I will hear the Holy Spirit say without a doubt, don't quench me. Like, don't quench me. Go ahead and release that person's name. Anybody who's being nosy, that's them being nosy. But you stand in the gap and you mention their name before me and you don't know how I'm having you. So when a person, when you're praying and a name comes up um, or a, a field comes up or an area comes up or a father god we stand in the gap for kidneys this morning we thank you lord god for healthy kidneys we thank you, Father God, that you are rerouting kidneys, Lord God, that there is nothing, Lord God, that's not, that's too powerful for you, Lord God, that there's nothing. We thank you for any adverse conditions. We thank you. You are reversing situations. We thank you. Kidneys are filtering, Lord God. I hear you. Thank you. You are rerouting, Lord God. We thank you for fiber tissue cells, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. Every kidney is lining up with the word of God. We thank you for dealing with a large kidneys, Lord God. We thank you for the structure of the kidney. We thank you, Father God. It is filtering correctly, Lord God. There are no kidney stones. There are no blocks in the kidney, Father God. We thank you for healthy kidneys and we receive that by faith, Lord God, that you are the ultimate transplant, that you are the ultimate transplant and we thank you, you are healer and we receive that healing by faith and we curse the root of the enemy, every demonic presence that's been trying to come and attack our kidneys and we stand in faith and agreement for kidneys, for healthy kidneys in Jesus name, for healthy kidneys in Jesus name, for healthy kidneys in Jesus name, my God, healthy kidneys, Lord, we thank you for healthy kidneys. I just thank you for that. I thank you for the word of knowledge. I thank you for the word of knowledge, Lord God, for healthy kidneys this morning. So if you know somebody that's suffering from kidney issues, go lay your hands on them this morning. Go declare, stand in the gap, pray over their kidneys. You don't know, pray if God brings somebody you to mind, pray over their kidneys, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for recovering kidneys. We thank you, Lord God. We pray for kidneys this morning, Lord God. We stand in steadfast in kidneys right now in the name of Jesus. That was a word of knowledge from the Lord. We thank you, Father God, for any damaging kidneys. You're reversing the curse right now. I need to share this with you. I remember one time uh, my husband was going in for a small procedure and he needed a vein like he needed a vein 
um, he needed a vein in a particular area because they were going to put a port in him. And when I was praying for kidneys, God was reminding me of that, right? God was reminding me of that. We're going to pray specifically for kidneys. Use those words. Use what God gave us, kidneys. And so when God was reminding me of that as I was praying for kidneys, God reminded me that when they went into his heart to put the port in, when he came out, the doctors were in amazement because they said there was a vein there that was not there before. There was a vein there that was not there before, but a vein had grew in place and he was able to be accessed. He was able to be accessed and they were able to do what they needed to do for him because a vein had grown in place. And when that vein had grown in place, they were able to do, they were in awe and the doctors were in amazement. They were like, you have a vein that just grew out of nowhere, it doesn't make sense that this vein is here. And so when the vein had grown in place, they were able to do what he needed to do. And when I was praying for kidneys, all I kept hearing was rerouting that God was going to reroute and do some things. God is able to do miracles. God is able to do miracles. Like God is able to do miracles. So when God gives you a word, you don't, don't add the extra, just stay steadfast on that word. But I remember that. Like I remember them saying that specifically that there was a, that there was a new vein there that didn't make sense. The doctors was like, where did this vein or this vein come from? Like, where did this come from? It did not make sense. So let's just stand in the gap for kidneys and dementia in our police force and only pray what God tells you to pray. Don't add any extra because when we add extra to it, then we get outside of the will of God. Just stand in the gap. Stay steadfast for that. Yeah, stand, Bridget. All of those people that you know are suffering from kidneys, kidney disease and issues. God is rerouting and doing something in their favor. And we're going to take that by faith for them this morning. I, I, I'm, we're going to take that by faith and we receive that by faith and we receive your word today, Lord God. You are just so faithful. So we thank you for rerouting and reversing and turning around adverse situations for kidneys right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we know that you can do the impossible. My God, you can do the impossible. Lord God, you can do the impossible. And we thank you, Lord God, for doing the impossible. My God, we thank you for doing the impossible right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for doing the impossible right now in the name of Jesus. I love God. I love how intentional he is. I was, I was studying more about devotions and what this devoted time is. And devotionals are consecrated time that we set aside for for God, devoting our time to him, devoting our day to him, right? We set those right there. We set that time apart. And so I'm just like, my God, I thank you. I thank you for this devoted time that we, we set apart every Monday. So don't think that what you're doing at five o'clock in the morning is a waste, or don't think God isn't hear you when you're, because you're so intentional with God, especially those of y'all that are up at five and God has been pushing you to be here. This is your devoted time to God and the devoted things to God become holy. 
the devoted things to God that are sacrificial. When you can get up at five in the morning, those devoted things to God are a seed and they're planting something in the atmosphere. And the Lord is like, oh my God, oh my God, they're willing to give me the first fruit of their day. They're willing to give me the first fruit of their time. And so you got to know without a, a doubt that this devoted time that you take with God daily, not just when Monday through Friday, not just if I'm live, not just if I'm live, like if I share a video or if God puts a video for you to watch, not just Monday through Friday, Monday through Sunday should yield a devoted time to God, a devoted time to God. And so I'm just grateful for this devoted time and how God is instructing us and growing us in wisdom, but also what he's doing to us and for us as a family, we are getting the gospel around the world. And I wanted to thank you for that before I get in the world. Thank you for every time you share the video. <laughs> That is the gospel around the world. You're getting the gospel around the world. You're getting the gospel around the world. My God, we're changing the world. I don't care if it's one person at a time. We are putting the gospel around the world and that's big to God. That's everything to God. And so some of you probably, oh, I, I don't know how to share my faith. Well, every time you share the video or every time you invite someone to church and every time you invite somebody in the word and every time you use the faith, use your social media for God's glory and nothing else, then we're putting the gospel about the world. They spread junk. They spread fights. They spread all kinds of other things throughout the world. Why not put the gospel throughout the world so that we can see people be redeemed, set free and restored in Jesus name. So I want to get into this word today. We've been talking about occupy till you come. And I want to talk about, man, that's God is faithful to us. God is faithful to us. I, I really want to shout and run around the room. God is so faithful to us. He gives us prayer time and then he gives us scripture. He gives us things to meditate on. He strengthens us. He loves us during this time. I'm just in awe how good he is to us during this time. Like you ought to be like, oh my God, this is so amazing. God, I'm so grateful. If it was five of us, if it was two, if it's three, we don't care about the numbers. If it's one, it's just the fact we get in the gospel around, uh, throughout the world and it's changing lives and we're doing it corporately. And that's all to your account. That's all to your account, right? It's all to your account. So I want to share something with you, but I need to, uh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I need to share a personal moment with you. And then at the end of this, we're going to confess for our kids today. We're going to confess for our kids today and we're going to keep our eyes on Jesus. We started talking about occupy till I come and we got into a word yesterday and, uh, we've been in this word and we were looking at Zacchaeus and we learned yesterday that they thought that, that the kingdom would help happen immediately, right? They thought everything was going to manifest real quickly. And as I left yesterday, I really started meditating on suffering and I'm like, Lord, we don't under really understand that the suffering that we go through is really for your glory, right? And we're always looking for the tada moment, but you liberally deposited. And I read a scripture yesterday that said that, that the things that have you, you've been through are so that you can be what you need to be for everybody else, right? The things that you've been through are so that you can be what you need to be through everybody else. And sometimes we don't understand the sacrifice and sometimes 
we don't understand the moment and sometimes we don't understand what God is doing in this season in our life. But a lot of the things that we have been through have, have been what we've been through because of someone else. And so they were looking for the immediately return of Jesus and the immediately return of Jesus wasn't getting ready to happen immediately. Um, it, it's, it was just, it was not, it was not going to happen. He had to fulfill his assignment. He had to go his course. And before the kingdom could come into his full glory, right? He had to depart. He had to leave. And so as he was, as he's talking and he's saying, he's using the emblem of a master or a man who has to depart his country. He's talking about himself. He's like, I have to leave, right? I've got to die. I've got to be bruised. I've got to die. I've got to have what happens. Stay focused. Y'all stay focused. Some of y'all distracted. I hear it in my spirit. Just stay focused on the word right now. Um, he, he had to leave. He had to departure, right? Like he had to depart the country. He had to depart the country in order to receive what he needed to see. Christ had to leave. He had to go to the cross. He had to be bruised. He had to go to hell. He had to take back the key to hell. He had to ascend to heaven and the Holy spirit had to come, right? Like the Holy spirit had to come. And so, and so we're seeing Jesus speak to them and saying to them, right? And he, we see him speaking to them and he's saying to them right now, he's saying, look, 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 I'm not getting ready to reveal myself as the Messiah yet because that's what they were anticipating. That's what they were waiting on. And so we may not every understand every moment in their life. And yes, I want to share this with you yesterday. Um, and I'm going to, and it's going to help you understand the occupy till you come and how the enemy will try to distract you and keep you from purpose. For those that are you of you that are new to the devotional, I lost my husband almost five years ago. Um, I will not, I mean, people love to say I lost him due to the complications of sickle cell disease, but sickle cell disease was only part of our story. But yesterday when my son Josiah was in his biblical worldview class, they were talking about suffering. Um, they were talking about things that happened that in which we can't explain what God is doing. And he, he, they went through class and he said, mom, it was getting heated. And they were like, if God is such a good God, then why would we be inflicted? And why would we be sick? And why would all these crazy things happen? And so Josiah said he waited and it was almost at the end of class. And he said, I know for a fact, this is my 15 year old. He said, I know for a fact that if we had not gone through all that we had gone through, if my dad hadn't died, if we hadn't left, I know for a fact that my mother would not be preaching the gospel and getting people saved and doing all that she was doing and all the souls would not be saved. See, the enemy will have you distracted on the suffering. He'll have you distracted on looking for the relief, right? And he said this to me and I'm looking at this 15 year old as he explains this to me. And so another student asked him, he said, so when you're, so you saying, and I'm just, I need you to hear me in this. He said, so you're saying when your dad died, that the glory that came as a result of your dad's death was other lives being saved. My God. And I'm looking at him and Josiah is saying, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. He said, we don't understand. This is my 15 year old saying, we don't understand all the suffering that we go through. And I get it now because my husband used to say, I am the sacrifice, right? And I'm going to write this 
but I understand and I get it now. And so we will look, come on, Holy Spirit, for the immediate relief. We will look for the immediate relief. We will look for the suffering to go away. We will look for the pain to go away. We will look for the change to manifest. We will, we will try to push away the things we'll go through. We'll try to push the suffering away, right? But in our suffering, something is being produced. And he speaks that in the word, something is being produced and we get so distracted, right? We get so, so distracted on the suffering. We get so distracted on the blindness. We get so distracted. I'm telling you, I, had my husband not died, I would not have walked into ministry. I would have still been taking care of him. And so we get so and we get so we want the end result. We're, we're trying to get to Jesus. We want him to fix heal. And we don't know that something is being produced greater in our suffering. And I gave you the scripture yesterday. And I told you when we're going through the things that we are going through. Come on, Holy Spirit. I know this is for somebody today because it helped me yesterday when we're going through what we're going through. It says second Corinthians one, three and four praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Romans five, three and four says not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produces character and character character produces hope. And let me, so let me tell you how God showed me this yesterday. This wouldn't be our story. The suffering would not be our story had when Adam and Eve, if we would just take God's word to be literal, but unfortunately we don't take God's word to be literal. We don't live literally in our word. And so suffering does come. And, and Romans 8, 18 says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. And so how the Lord showed me yesterday, right? How the Lord showed me yesterday, he said, everything, everything that you've been through because of the suffering that occurred, this, this is, this is on my husband's account as well. The suffering that he went through, right? And then I pick up the mantle and run next with what I have to run with, right? And then lives get changed. Souls get saved. I'm asking the Holy Spirit, can I say this? And I remember God saying something so significantly to me one time through my husband. My husband said to me, he said, I have to go. He said, I have to go. He said, I have to go. He said, because if I do not go, you will, you will take care of me for the rest of your life. You'll take care of me for the rest of your life. And you were created to impact the world. And so we may not understand God. And, and can I tell you this? The only way we're going to be able to receive this is through our spirit. And the only way we're going to be able to get this is understanding when God endows us with gifts and God gives us seasons in our life and God and God calls us like we'll talk about, oh, I want to. I want to be called. I want to go and I want, Lord, I want to be used for your glory. We don't understand to be used for his glory. Some suffering is going to happen. And, and so when we encounter this scripture and Jesus is saying, I need y'all to get your eyes off the suffering. I need y'all to get eye, your eyes off the relief. And I need you to focus. I need you to occupy until I come. I need you to occupy until I come. So I'm looking at this 15 year old kid. <laughs> who's teaching me a very big lesson, 
who has the revelation of what suffering. He said, I know for a fact that had my dad not suffered, had my dad not died, my mother could not go and impact the world like she was supposed to. I know that for a fact. He knows that. He can only receive that by the spirit. You can only, we are spirit beings. You're only gonna be able to receive this by the spirit. So the next part of this for our understanding where our spiritual gifts is coming, when he tells them, in the Luke, we're in Luke. For those of you who haven't been here, we're in Luke 19 when he's talking to them. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this revelation. He's already dealt with Zacchaeus in repentance and he comes in and he's talking and he's giving them this parable. And he said, therefore, he said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive himself a kingdom and to return. So he called 10 of his servants, delivered to them 10 minors. Each person got a minor. Each person got a specific service. Each person got a spiritual gift, right? And he said, I gave each person 10 minor. And he said to them, do business till I come or occupy until I come. And so my question for you today and my question for you today, what is God put in your hand? What's the service? God distributes gifts differently. He calls us according to his own pleasure. It is not for our pleasure. So many of us think our careers are for our pleasure. So many of us think, I'm not talking about your career or your job this morning. I'm talking about the spiritual gifts, the things that have endowed you. And I'm going to back this up in the word this morning. You have been giving, given spiritual gifts, right? Such as the gospel, which each Christian is given equal measure. So he gave each of them a gift. Each and every last one of you has a gift and the enemy has been trying to rob you of your gift, presenting sufferings, presenting such circumstances, presenting situations. When people tell me they don't know their, their purpose, I'm like, they don't know the Holy Spirit. They don't know the Holy Spirit because even in your suffering, purpose will be revealed to you. Purpose will be revealed to you. And the enemy will have you around here thinking you're an accident. Well, my parents had me out of wedlock. Like, none of that matters. There's going to be glory in your suffering. There's going to be glory in your story. Some of y'all still been complaining that your dad was not in your life and your dad couldn't be in your life so that you can coach and love on someone else. We say we want to be here for everybody else. We say say we want the Lord to use us, but I'm just going to be honest with you. It's going to come at suffering. And the reason that it's going to come because of suffering is because we didn't know how to obey God in Eden. Had we obeyed God in Eden and we'd have just did what we said and we wouldn't yield to our sinful nature, then, then the doors to suffering would not be open. But the great thing is because of Jesus, Jesus stood in the gap. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was chastised for our peace. Jesus stood in the gap for us. So I want to give you, um, I want to give you just a few things. And I was, God was showing me some, some significant, God is specifics. He gives us instruction. He gives us wisdom. And so when we don't know what our spiritual gifts is, it's really because we lack the Holy Spirit. We lack the Holy Spirit. If we have the Holy Spirit, we will understand what our spiritual gifts. So you got to ask, Lord, what have you put me in my hand? Not my job, not my position, not my business. What have you put me in my hand? What, what have you called me to be? What am I supposed to be occupying and doing even in the season in which I am suffering? <laughs> even in the season in which I am suffering, 
What am I supposed to be doing in this season? What have you given to me? What am I using? We're not going to talk about whether you're using. You just need to be able to identify what has he given to me? What has he endowed me with? What has he said to me about the season? First Corinthians 7, 7, Paul is saying, I wish that all of you were, were as I am, but each of you has your own gift from God. One has the gift. Another has that. Each of us have our own gift from God. Each of us will have our own gift. So if the enemy can get you distraught, focused on your pain, focus on your circumstance, focus on whatever else, then you're not going to focus on your gift to the body. When I was taking care of my husband, I wasn't focused on my spiritual gifts. You know what I was doing? I was working. I love teaching. It's a part of my story, but I was not focused on my spiritual gifts. I wasn't understanding the gift that I was to the body. I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting it. I wasn't understanding when I got this first Corinthians 12 and seven says a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. Right. That's the, the English standard version says to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good to one there is given through the spirit, the message of wisdom. Right. He gives. And I'm going to read to you the spiritual gifts in just a second, but he gives each and every one of us a spiritual gift. And so you got to begin to seek the Lord and say, oh my God, what is my spiritual gift? Stop focusing on all that pain and suffering. You're going to, there's something that's going to be produced out of your pain and suffering, right? Focus on the word because the word is the word is the word is the word is the word. That's why you got to have enough word in you in your seasons of drought in your seasons of doubt. Your word, the word is going to center you or if not, you're going to get into all this victim language and this victim type mentality and you'll be and that's what the enemy wants. He doesn't want you to think you have any power in you. Well, how does your power come through you? Your power comes in you through the Holy spirit. I can always tell when someone is victimized because it'll sound like faith, but it isn't even faith. Like it isn't even faith because it's not lining up with the word. Faith speaks the, the word. Faith speaks the word. Faith is only going to speak the word. Faith doesn't speak all these soliloquies and all this other stuff. Faith is only going to speak the word because that's faith understands without a doubt that that's what responds. Angels respond to the word. God responds to the word. So faith is going to speak the word. So let's talk about our gifts. Romans 12, six and eight says having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. If it's prophecy, if it's faith, prophecy is a gift. Faith is a gift. If it's service, right? Let's serve. If it's teaching, let's teach, right? If you're an exhorter, right? Let's exhort the one who contributes in generosity. If you're a giver, do you know some of y'all are givers? <laughs> do you know that? That some of you have been giving the gift to give. That's why you want to give to people all the time. That is a gift. That is a spiritual gift. That is not a mistake. That is a spiritual gift. It is that those, it's exhausting. This is the one who contributes in generosity. Be generous. The one who leads, then lead. God calls you into leadership. When you call into leadership, come on now. You, do you know you have a gift? There are some of you that are full of faith. Like you're a gift to faith. Faith is your spiritual gift. And so you're supposed to, that's why some, thank you, Holy Spirit. That's why some of you who have a spirit of generosity have been fought in your money. So, so hard. The enemy always comes to combat your spiritual gifts. 
The enemy always comes to combat and fight your spiritual gifts, right? He says the one who does acts of mercy, do it with cheerfulness. Those are spiritual gifts. First Peter 4, 10 and 11 says, as each has received the gifts, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's very grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves, then go serve, right? And serve by the strength of God in order that everything God may be, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Christ Jesus to him belong glory and dominion forever. First Corinthians 12, 14 and 11 says, now these are the varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And these are the varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone <laughs> to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good for to one is given through the spirit, the utterance of wisdom and to another, the utterance of knowledge, according to the same spirit. <laughs> these are gifts. And so if you don't understand your holy, your gifts, guess why? Because your gifts come by the spirit. That is why the enemy has been trying to have you afraid of the Holy Spirit. That is why the enemy has been trying to have you afraid of praying in tongues. That is why the enemy has tried to have you focused on your suffering. That's why he tried to keep you petty because he knows once you get in doubt with your spiritual gifts that this, you're going to take the kingdom by force. You're going to take the kingdom by force. He knows that because the gifts also come without repentance. God doesn't revoke your spiritual gifts when you mess up. That's what the enemy been trying to tell you. Once God endowed you, right? He formed you in your mother's womb. Once God endowed you with a spiritual gift, that gift is inside you. It might need to be awakened, right? It might need to be groomed. It might need to be pursued. You may need a mentor or someone else to help you. Do you know that God gave us teachers and prophets and preachers to help groom your spiritual gifts in you? That's why the enemy don't want you to have and sit on. Yeah, you can have more than one spiritual gift. I have multiple spiritual gifts. I have multiple spiritual gifts. Yes, you can have more than one spiritual gift. But if that's why you need a pastor, a teacher, somebody to groom you, to help groom you. And that's why I know God is now doing unorthodox things so that you can be groomed. That's why if you're going to learn your spiritual gift, you need to learn from somebody who understands spiritual gifts, who are submitted and get that. My God, your gifts are inside of you. God endowed them and put you in them for, from the beginning. First, first Corinthians 12, one through 31 says now concerning spiritual gifts. I don't want you to be uninformed, right? I don't want the pagans to be led away. There's so much depth in your spiritual gifts. Ephesians 4, 11 and 16. And I'm not going to rush it. I'm going to teach on this. He said, and I gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by human cunning by craftiness and deceitful schemes rather speaking the truth in love we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ 
right? Can I tell you something? That's why the enemy don't want you submitted to nobody. He wants to keep you haughty. He wants to keep you prideful so that you don't understand your spiritual gifts. And that, that, that's where it's not really such thing as church hurt is people hurt. That's why the enemy had you hurt and in a situation with somebody. So then you wouldn't trust the church or you wouldn't trust another leader. You wouldn't trust another leader. That's why he did that. So that you wouldn't trust somebody else <laughs> so that you wouldn't trust somebody else in the word. Right. Um, and then we'll, we're going to get more into that in service, but to each is given the manifestation, but you're not going to discover, discover your spiritual gift without the word of God. You're not, you're not going to do it. You're not going to be able to discover it without the word and without the Holy spirit. So if you can't spend time in your word and you don't know how to pray in the Holy spirit and you don't understand the baptism of the Holy spirit, you're not going to be able to walk it. That's why I always say, I don't have time to focus on anybody else. Because I need God to fully develop me so that I can be what I need to be to the body. And I see so many undeveloped people all the time. And the reason that they're lacking the maturity, the reason they're not gentle in their speech, the reason that they're not serving at the capacity is because it's a perverse thought process and a perverse doctrine and it's a deceitful scheme so that we pervert the gospel and not operate in the purity of the gospel the way God called us to do according to kingdom according to the word with no added fanfare and nothing extra and, and nothing extra let's pray over our children and then let's get out of here I want to pray over our children before we go I want to declare over them and I want you to stand in faith as I do these confessions over our children we're taking this by faith it says my children can do all things through Christ who strengthens them my God supplies all their needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus my kids see God move for them and on their behalf and know God for themselves as father and provider greater is he is who in my child than he that is in the world God has not given my children a spirit of fear but of power love and soundness of mind they have the mind of Christ my child is filled with the knowledge of God's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding my son understands what the will of the Lord is great is the peace of my children for they are taught by God the Holy Spirit is talking with them and teaching them today God preserves them from this evil generation forever preserving them wherever they go from danger and preserves them from bad relationships and wrong turns and decisions. my child listens to me and to God's word and dwells safely quietly from the fear of evil no weapon formed against us can prosper we are far from oppression no evil shall befall my child nor any plague come near them for God has given his angels charge over them to keep defend and preserve them all the days of their life in Jesus name my child draws near to God and dwells in his secret place and surely he delivers my child covers him and active keeps him from fear and harm though a thousand fall calamity will not come near them he calls on God and God answers him in trouble and will satisfy him with long life and show him his salvation my child lays down in peace and in sleep for you O Lord will have him only dwell in safety my kids obey God's word and mine and the word keeps them when they sleep talks with them when they awake and guides them in the way they should go I correct my child by God's wisdom and he gives me rest my kids honor us as parents are obedient and well-pleasing 
waiting to the Lord. So it is well with them all their days and God satisfies them with a peaceful, long and happy life. My kids have anointed minds and they are quick to learn and have success in school. They are renewed in the spirit of their minds and have fresh mental attitudes. Like Daniel, they stand for God in their own relationship with him and give them skill in learning and wisdom and understanding. Bless the Lord, my soul. Bless his holy name for he daily loads me and my children with benefits. I release today's benefits to my children. I release his forgiveness in my children. Forgiveness is ours today, cleansing my family from iniquity and healing all our diseases. I release my kids in that flow. I forgive them and release the power of forgiveness in my child's life today. Health and strength are ours. Divine health is my child. And I say the diseases of this age cannot prosper in our bodies as temples of the living God. I pray we prosper and be in health with our souls prospering. Bless the Lord who redeems my children from destruction, crowning them with loving kindness and tender mercies, satisfying their mouths with good things. Their youth is renewed, their strength made overcoming and soaring like an eagle's. Since they are satisfied by God, they do not hunger or thirst for anything that the world or sin has to offer. The fear of the Lord dwells in my child. Therefore, the angel of the Lord encamps around them. The word of God I declare over my children will not return void. Its power is producing life in us, restoring their soul, rejoicing their heart, enlightening their eyes, making them wise where they are simple, warning them when needed. And as they keep the word of God, they experience great reward. My child gives no place to the devil. He overcomes by the blood of the lamb and the word of his testimony. My kids are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might covered in God's armor. The shield of faith quenches every fiery dart, the enemy. They resist the devil who flees from them. My family walks in the spirit, bearing the fruit of the spirit, obeying the quickening of the spirit. We do not grieve the Holy Spirit and will not let the sun go down on our wrath. We yield to the gifts of the spirit and glorify God in our walks. Thank you, Father, for your grace, your love, your peace, your joy, your wisdom, your power in living for you and raising my children to live in your will, to your glory, for your purpose. In the name of Jesus, Yeshua, our Messiah. May the signs of your power be to me, your servant, and your glory to my children. May I seek your work in my life and family to the glory of God for generations. I declare my children are saved by the Lord Jesus, the Messiah. Filled with his Holy Spirit, who is comforter, counselor, strengthener, and teacher to them. As such, my children are filled with the anointing, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. I speak, I prophesy into my child's future and say that he or she will not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, but will stay pure for the maid of God's choosing, the one who will complement the gifts and callings of God on my child's life. I pray the fear of the Lord to help keep them with your father love, drawing them to yourself. You lead them forward by a straight right way, leading them to a place to establish their home from the cradle to the grave in old age. The blessing of God on all my descendants because of God's faithful generation to a thousand. Let me say this. When we do this corporately, we're activating something. And I heard the Lord say, we're activating this corporately for our children in the spirit. I'm going to sow this book. Yeah, listen, I'm going to sow this book into the first 25 people that email us at info at justbeinglmj.com. Email us your address. Say, I want the Raising Kids Confession book. And I'm going to sow this book into the first 25 people that request this book. 
I love y'all so much. God loves you. May the love of God be with you today. Info at justbeinglmj.com. First 25 people that email said, I need this faith and confession book for my kids. We'll send it to you from this ministry. But you got to email to get it. You have to email to get it. Email and we'll sell this book into the first 25 people that emails for this book. I love y'all. May the grace, peace, and glory of God be upon you today. May he shine upon you today. May he shine upon you today. May he shine upon you today. May you feel his peace today. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let someone else experience the love of God through you. Let them experience God through you. I love you so much. I'll see you back here in the morning. Stir up the gift, Lord God. Let them understand the gift. I thank you, Lord God, right now in Jesus. Now, you got to send an email to info at justbeinglmj.com. That's Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.